Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> All right, give it a shot. Okay. Well, welcome everybody to 501 Fitness, where we're going to start your day the 501 way. It's a brisk morning here in Parker, Colorado. I'm Sean. This is Nick. Today, we're talking about some fat loss. A little fat burn, a little get your skin, get your tone. Yes! Tough group to be talking to. <laughs> this is what we call the fat zone. <laughs> Not the fat burning zone. This is the fat zone. <laughs> We're trying to level up. We'll get there. <laughs> so first of all, Nick, what's up, buddy? What's fat loss? Like, what, what are we talking about when we're talking about just burning pure fat? Usually in a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> I call that bacon, but yeah. like, um, <laughs> But I don't like it too burnt, just to be clear. A little crisp. Uh, little crisp, but I still want it to wiggle. I, know. I agree. Um, like a little jiggle. Whip it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're talking about metabolizing the fat stores in your body mm -hmm. in order to lose weight. That's what, um, I guess you could say, the fat burn means. So that way you're losing weight, um, but you know, trying not to lose muscle, trying to focus on that fat. That's sort of the, the idea behind it. Fat, generally, as I'm sure we all know, uh, oh, there's a lot, it takes a lot more space than muscle does for the same amount of mass. So, two pounds of fat is much bigger than two pounds of muscle, because muscle is much more dense. So, when we see someone that has a little, extra, a little bit extra fat or something like that on them, they're usually a little bit bigger because their body is encompassing more mass, more, not mass, but more space, right? Volume. Volume, there you go. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. You knew a science term. Yeah. One math thing I know. Now, one thing that I see a lot, though, is people, it's how do we actually get rid of fat? How do we expel it? A lot of people out there that I've talked to, it's, oh, yeah, you sweat it out. Or you you, you go to the bathroom, you poop it out, you pee it out, whatever. It's not the case. <laughs> the way that we burn fat, the chemical equation for it is, it's expelled by carbon dioxide and production of water. So... Every time that we break apart a fat molecule, you get the end product is you're gonna get energy. You're getting energy in the form of ATP, adenosine triphosphate, but you're also gonna get carbon dioxide and water. And so those are the two actual byproducts of being breaking down that chain. There's a lot more to it, but I don't think we want to spend the next twenty minutes. We need to go into the Krebs cycle and all of that. We can just you know say that that's how it happens. Trust yeah. us. <laughs> so the, I mean. Easy, easy way to think about it. The harder you're breathing, the more you're exhaling, the more you're burning fat, which is when you work out, you breathe harder, you're burning more fat. Yeah, there's this really common concept of like, oh, I sweated more, so it was a better workout. I was working harder, I, I lost more weight. Not. There are so many factors that go into quantity of sweat that it's probably a relation, but it's not exact, it's not mm -hmm. direct, that's not how you lose your weight. Almost 80% of it is exhaling. So a couple of ways people try to, and, and the other thing to lose fat is you have to be in a calorie deficit. We have to need to burn it. You know, if you're in a calorie excess, obviously you're going to start gaining weight. Intake more calories, you're gaining weight, and kind of simplification, but if you're burning more calories, then you're intaking, you're going to lose weight. That's why we work out. That's why we talk about diets. That's why we talk about trying to limit the amount of calories you're taking in. Couple ways to do that. 
Um, I'm actually trying to lose a bit of weight right now. I'm trying to drop down a weight class. And I'm not really doing too much of a diet, but how I do it is I'm not doing like one of the mainstream diets. I'm just watching my calories, watching what I'm intaking, and trying to stay about 500 calories less than what I'm burning. So I'm burning about 500 calories more every day total uh, than I'm not eating. Some people like to do keto diets. Some people like to do paleo diets. Um, a lot of really fancy ones out there, South Beach diets. Um, Mediterranean diets, that they want, you know, active. It's pretty much just keto. Uh, Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. All of those types of things. They're all the same concept. It's all eating less, uh, eating less calories. Uh, in terms how you do it. Yeah. In terms of, it's it's very simple. If all that you care about is the number on the scale, it, it's take in less calories than you put out. If you're talking about performance and everything like that, it gets a little bit more complicated. But that's really as difficult as nutrition needs to be. Is taking in less calories than you're putting out. Like Sean said. Um, getting those exact numbers is, you know, not impossible. But we can get fairly good estimates that um, will work for day-to-day -day life. I mean, you, you can get very, very accurate numbers, but that requires doing it. That requires like a lab. <laughs> More equipment than we have currently. But it requires getting your BMR, figuring Game out. Equipment. Uh, <laughs> some, that requires like a shot force. <laughs> anyway, it can't be done. It's just, um, but there are a couple formulas that you can use. There's some online calculators that take into account and they get you roughly where you need to be. Uh, not that we are sponsored by anyway, but I use my fitness pal because I can put in there how about how much I work out. I can put in there what my shout out under armor. What's up? I think I have a lot more armor. But so it, it, it's all in one app. I can input my food. I, I see how much I'm eating. How much I'm exercising, it takes it away from what I perceive BMR, my basal metabolic rate, which is this amount that if I do absolutely nothing for the day, that I'm going to just burn. That's how many calories I'm going to burn that day. It takes into account if I'm very active or not active, how many additional calories I'm going to burn. And it gives me a good estimate. How, like, how accurate do you think those things are if you just put them in online? Take it with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. there's usually four, three or four formulas. Yeah. And you can, a lot of them, I've actually, I went on the other day and looked at a lot of them. You can choose which one, which formula you want to calculate. Mm -hmm. And I, for me, the, uh, you're usually within 10 to 15, 20%. Yeah. Um, I went through all of them one time and I got within, I think my lowest one was like 2,600 and the highest one was almost three grand for like calories in a day. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty close. It's pretty close. And again, it's all an estimate based on different things and everything like that. If you really want to do it, you have to sit in a chamber and measure precise temperature differences for 24 hours, which is not going to happen. Um, and so you, you start out with that, track it for a week or two, see what happens. If it's not doing what you're doing, make an adjustment. Um, eat less calories, eat more calories, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's, it's all pretty much a guess and check estimation. And again, especially if you're going to like restaurants and things like that and putting in the food that they have in there, it's not 100% accurate. It can't be 100% accurate just because, you know, let's say you get a burrito from Qdoba 
every time it's going to be a little bit different. There's going to be a little bit more. Smooth rice is going to be a little bit different. Smooth mm -hmm. chicken is going to be a little bit different. So it's not a way to get it precisely down to the calorie. Um, and then beyond that, calorie es or mostly estimated anyways um, with some rounding and things like that. So getting that precise number just doesn't happen. But it's close enough that you get what you need to do and you can adjust it up and down as you go. I do want to stop right there and just say the first couple of weeks starting a new diet of any kind, some people find great success. They're like, boom, 15 pounds down, doing great. And then all of a sudden they, they stop. On the other side, it's actually where I was just at. I started a new workout routine that I really don't do. Actually, Garrett kind of helped me with it a lot. Yeah. Gave it to me. Um, and <laughs> I think I gained a couple of pounds the first week. And then I kind of lost a little bit, stayed the same. The second week, now at the end of the second week, I've lost about two pounds. So those first couple weeks were just me getting ready to work out. I didn't change my calories. I've been keeping my calories about the same. And I'm kind of letting the workout. Um, You're real sore the first week. Yeah. So I've probably retained a lot of water. So we don't want to make big changes fast. Do something for a couple weeks, see how it works mm -hmm. off, change, make small adjustments. Some things do take time. Some people take a month, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, when you look at it, uh, a good healthy weight loss is around 1% of body weight for a week. Um, so that would be like maybe two pounds if you're a bigger person. Three of them, Sean. Or if you're Sean, like, <laughs> 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 like two or three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Sean, it's like a dozen pounds. So big but <laughs> most people say one to two pounds. Really, the more accurate number is about 1%. Um, if you're, there's some other ways. Um, Kind of building up, so you want to break it down to about a half a percent, but that's not important. Um, we <laughs> do want to talk about now some misconceptions. Some misconceptions with, <laughs> with, with <laughs> fat yeah, burning. You hear a lot of yeah. fat burning in general, right? Um, there is uh, walking zones. Walking zones, you'll get out, walk for 20 minutes or whatever every few minutes or after you eat. That's good for digestion, it helps move stuff along, but walking is only really going to help you if that is the high end of your cardio. So if you go out for a walk and you get your heart rate up there, all right, that's, that's, that's good. For me, if I go out on a walk, I'm probably not going to get my heart rate up very much. John. Okay, maybe a little bit. I see you walk across the street. <laughs> a slight hill up the driveway. <laughs> yes. But what we're really, what, what's really driving that weight loss is more of heart rate zone. So it, this is a pretty common thing in a lot of these new pop-up gyms. Orange Theories do them, um, Nordic Track, Peloton, those. Every, like. Even Fitbit, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, all of that will all have that chart on it that's like the fat-burning zone that you're mm -hmm. going to be in. That's like the lower percentage of heart rate. Um, and we're not going to go into it too much because we've got a new YouTube series coming out um, in the next couple of weeks here where we're going to go over it in more detail, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else, some supplements for fat loss, hydroxy cut, um, take a bunch of caffeine supplements, caffeine pills, um, laxatives, another one, don't do laxatives. Diuretics. Diuretics. All of those, they either work with one or two ways. Diuretics, laxatives, things like that, they're just getting rid of water weight. Like we already said, you don't get rid of fat by sweating, by going to the bathroom, right? You get rid of fat by breathing. And so all those laxes, all, all that stuff is doing is shredding the water weight 
which a lot of bodybuilders use because they're going to, uh, it's like right for competition because it takes out all the excess fat, all the excess water weight, and they look more ripped. And you, and you hear it a lot. There's a purpose behind it. Yeah, yeah. For bodybuilders and for like combat sports and things yep. like that, yeah. where they, you know, sit in the sauna with the full sweatsuit on and everything yep. to lose out that weight. And that does serve a purpose for what they're trying to do because you can lose 15, 20 pounds in a day getting rid of all of your water. It's just that when your weigh-in is 24 hours before your meet, they're usually going to gain about 20 pounds in the night. So. Yeah. They're going to go back out to eat. They're going to drink a ton of water. They're going to be super dehydrated. Yeah, it's super unhealthy. Um, you it's not maintainable. Careful yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, especially in that like 180-ish pound weight class, if you weigh in at 180, you're probably fighting the next night close to 180. Yep. Now, the other side of it is the hydroxy cuts out there, the caffeine pills. Those generally work by suppressing appetite. They do that high amounts of caffeine. Um, other things that, other uh, molecules or whatever that don't make you feel great, they don't make you feel like you want to eat. And so they don't, a lot of stuff that, oh, it's thermogenic, it's going to increase your your heat and it's going to make you burn stuff faster. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really do that. It's just, you don't eat as much. And so again, you're going back to just having a calorie deficit. Because what you feel, like you do feel warmer when you take those things, but that's usually because you're in a higher like. Yeah, and, and caffeine will increase your heart rate and it will have you burn some more calories if you use too much caffeine. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, like extra thousand calories, calories a day. Plus, I mean, it's not great to be addicted to something like caffeine. There is caffeine addictions. I mean, take care of what you drink tonight. Never mind, today's drinking the. Energy drink of being right now. We are sponsoring a lot of companies today. God, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> Let's just send this out, guys. Send us up. Label out. Um, <laughs> I will sell out Apple. I'll sell out, I'll sell out to Bing. I will do it. But in the end, I should have said that. No, we lost that one. Thanks, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> They are delicious. But like a lot of those, you know, all of a sudden you start drinking those. You don't drink as much of the thing. Your coffee in the morning. You're going to start getting headaches and feel like slight to more moderate uh, withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, and caffeine tolerance builds up very, very quickly. So it doesn't really have much of an impact. So what do you need to do? What, what's the best way? There's one more misconception I okay. want to touch on really quick okay. before we go into the good stuff because it's a big one that you hear a lot, especially in the training world, and that's targeted fat loss. Okay. If I do sit-ups, going to make my belly go away. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work. That's not how it works. Your body, it depends on a lot of things, primarily genetics and gender, um, where your, I get more biological questions than questions when I'm in here, where the um, fat comes from, where the burn comes from. Um, your initial loss. Yeah, exactly. In most women, it tends to be in the breasts. In most men, it tends to be in the gut. Um, it depends on genetics and things like that. Um, there's no real way to just be like, I'm going to sit up and lose my fat here, but keep it in my butt. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, now we can move on to the fat. That's interesting mm -hmm. what I'm saying about that. I just say, I mean, you are burning fat in general because you're, yeah. you're doing the workouts, you're doing crunches, you're doing squats, whatever. But especially in women, you hear it a lot where they're like, well, I want to lose my fat in my stomach, but keep it in my boobs and my butt. Yeah. That's, that's, there's yeah. no way that they're going to say, hey, let's get the fat. Exactly. 
Uh, so some successes. So how, how you're actually going to lose the fat. We've already talked about calorie deficits. I want to kind of want to bring this back a little bit because there's caution with that in going overboard. Generally, I mean, high, high end, we're talking like 750 calorie deficit. And that's extreme weight loss at that. Well, again, let's, we need to preface it. Not 750 calorie deficit. Because for some people, that's, that that's could be okay. 50%. Yeah. For you, that's probably okay because your normal calorie intake is probably what, like 4,000? That's uh, around 3,600 right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're talking about like 50% there. Yeah. That's your a lot, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, some people could do a 750 Proportion. calorie deficit. Yeah. Some people, you know, you might only be eating 1,200 calories a day. So going down to 750, that's not going to be okay. So it's more of a percentage thing than a solid number. So the, the main point though is if you don't want to lose, you don't want to go down too much, yeah. you end up starving yourself. You're going to find if you do that, your body's trying to hold on to it, it's trying to retain it because it's a survival mechanism. It's your body's in this mode where it doesn't know where its next meal is going to come from. It doesn't know if it's going to have enough nutrients to sustain you. And so it's going to try and start holding on to anything and everything it can. Right. Um, your weight loss isn't, you're not going to get weight loss goals as fast or as what you want. All of a sudden, you add on a couple calories, you're going too low, and now you start losing weight again. Um, healthy weight loss, healthy, um, for the average person, if we're talking like a 2,000 calorie a day diet, um, a lot of us are going to be not there, but CDC or whatever, that's, what they, that's where their uh, well, the standards are. <laughs> we're going to be around that 500 calorie. Um, again, if you're a little bigger, a little smaller, that's going to that's change drastically, but I don't want to reduce or limit the amount of calories I'm taking by way too much because it's just not going to work in the end. I'm going to feel bad. I'm probably not going to work out as much because I'm not going to have enough energy to go work out, and it's going to defeat the purpose. You risk. I mean, you run risks for a lot of other things. Lot and injuries. Injuries and things like that. Yep. For the most part, what I would say is um, if you're trying to lose some weight, cut your calories back 10%. Do what I just do. do that for two to three weeks. If you're good with it, stick with it. Um, until it slows down and then cut it back up again. Um, really, that 10% number is a nice round. Probably not going to hurt yourself. It, it's a slower process, but it's a much healthier way to do it. Um, also, like you said, kind of beginning, know your BMR. Calculate mm -hmm. your calorie tracking app. Talk to a uh, specialist, a nutritionist, and people like that. Get an idea of what your BMR is, your basal metabolic rate, along with your level of activity. If you're very sentient, you don't get up very much. Sentient? Yeah. Sedentary. There we sedentary. go. Yeah. Because we're all sedentary. And everybody is sedentary. <laughs> uh, if you're very sedentary. Two-thirds of this room is. You're not moving very much. Your basal metabolic rate's not going to go up very much. It's going to be about what you get. If you don't move very much, but like me, I have an office job for my main job. And most of the day I'm in a chair, but then I get up and I work out twice a day, that's very active still. If you have an active job, you're a personal trainer, um, you're walking around all the time, you're very active, that's gonna change your BMR. So getting a good idea of where that is, where that sits, and knowing your baseline is gonna help you to figure out how many calories you need to burn and how much extra you're burning by doing your workouts. Did you want to add anything to that? No, I think that's pretty good. Yep. Make fun of me a lot here today. Well, Whatever. you use weird words, so that's your fault. Uh, little, but a little add on that. Knowing your BM, BMR, 
but using little things like the fitness pals, those yeah. things to judge your workouts. Cause you don't know, you're like, Oh, I went and ran for an hour. I burned 12,000 calories. No, you didn't yeah. like <laughs> have something that kind of can objectively add on to that. So yeah, you can, especially if you have something like a fit or whatever yeah. that tracks your heart rate throughout your workout, that'll give you a fairly accurate number of the amount of calories that you burn during that workout. Cause it tracks your heart rate. From, from personal experience, the one that I use, and I'm not going to name it as a coach, I'm going to say something not great about it. The calories that I burned when I say like, oh, I did 17 mile an hour bike ride for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It was like 800 calories or something. And when I was on the on the Peloton that day, with the heart rate monitor, with all my weight and everything adjusted, it was closer to like 350. So I, there is, you got to take that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's still an estimate. So don't it is an estimate. Don't go out there thinking like, oh, it says I burned 700 calories. I can eat that exercise cake. That's not the way to think about it, anyways. I'm um, good, huh? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you shouldn't think of it as, oh, I I burned 700 calories, so I burned 700 more calories per day. That's just yeah. Anyway, um, if it's tracking your heart rate, it's fairly accurate. That's a that's a good way to think. 100% accurate? No. We've discussed that. But again, we're trying to get close. Give yeah. or take a couple hundred calories a day, big whoop. You're not the big, you're not gonna miss out on much. Mm -hmm. You generally will have success even with that kind of area. Exactly. A couple tips and tricks. Um, if you're trying to lose weight and you just you, you find yourself at the, at the middle of the night and you're like still super hungry or just can't get that calorie deficit where you want it to be, uh, eat slower. Allow the stress receptors in your gut to kind of activate, send a signal to your brain, let them know, yep, I'm full. That way you don't over binge eat. Uh, portion control, I don't think when I was growing up and when I was really young trying to lose weight, it was don't eat more than your fist in each meal. Um, that's not necessarily the case, but I say it's more like, if you want to have a couple chips, grab a handful, don't grab the bag. Yeah, exactly. Especially um, with nuts. It's really easy. Yeah. Nuts are good for you. Don't keep nuts near you. Grab some nuts and then walk away because they're dense. Cashews, bro. Cashews, pistachios. Make sure to eat smaller or smaller portions more frequently. That helps a lot of people with their hunger so they're not bingy. Um, it really depends if you can eat three meals a day and yeah, you know, yeah. Portion size. This is unfortunately like by the person. Yeah. Uh, but if you can eat three meals a day, that's good. Keep it there. If you feel like each meal you're getting to and you're just starving, then maybe reduce your meal count every two hours to try and eat something. It doesn't have to be a big meal. It can be like a protein meal, whatever. It, you know, a good thing is, let's say, you know, you're making spaghetti. Mm -hmm. you, you put the spaghetti over there, and you get yourself a little bowl of spaghetti, and then you take it and you go and you eat it. And then if you're still hungry, you can get more. Just instead of just, you know, filling up your bowl with spaghetti, because then you're like, all right, I got this much. I have to eat all of it. I want to waste it. You know, you can always, you can always save food, whether you're at a restaurant, yeah. whether you're at home. You package it, you can save it, you can reheat it. What's your gear? Yeah, so, you know, you can go to the <laughs> restaurant and say, hey, can I get X dish, but I only want half of it. Can you box up the other half? Yeah. And then like also uh, protein-rich meals. Proteins tend to keep you fuller longer. Uh, it takes a lot, takes a bit to break them down, break down the gut later on. Carbs, uh, pretty easy to break down. There's not a lot of calories per uh, gram. per gram of carbs. God, I just, you're having a rough day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so the sentience. 
keeping your protein a little higher. But also, if you're working out, you're adding that exercise in, you're going to want to keep your protein higher anyway to try and build that muscle up. More muscle, you're going to increase your BMR anyway. Any other trips you got? Tips, trip, fit, fit, fit. Tips you got today? Um, you know, one, for two weeks. keeping yourself nice and hydrated, especially drink, drinking some good water like right before a meal is good. Um, taking up to sort of trick your brain to make it more enjoyable for it. Um, we talked about eating slower. Um, realistically, when we were talking about all the different diets, whether it be just healthy eating, like Sean was talking about, keto, intermittent fasting, whatever, it all comes down to what's going to help you the best and healthiest. So, final word for you. Yeah. Fireworks. Yes, and check. Thank you guys for joining us today on this. Well, hold on, here. Hold on, yeah. Sean. Do we have any questions? There we go. Oh, oh, questions. Sean, yes. Sean, what's wrong? With you? I'm so excited. You're just excited to go, apparently. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> you're um, One of the questions was: Was eating does eating a certain amount of protein and carbs matter um, in terms of weight loss? Social media has kind of deemed carbs an enemy, like so. Carbs are the enemy. Yeah. So. Talk about that. Discuss. So, in terms of what was the question again? Do we need to like track carbs ratio, fat ratio, protein ratios? I'm assuming the question is more about macros, like yeah. why, and the secondary part was like social media kind of teams carbs like so the enemy. Carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are fine. Um, like Sean said, carbs are carbs are very easily digested. Um, and made readily available, so they don't really keep you full for very long. They don't, it gets really complicated, but basically they don't take a lot of calories to burn, whereas protein takes a lot of calories to burn. Um, it's what's called the thermogenic effect of food. So carbs are fine, um, but they're often not very filling, so it's really easy to overeat on carbs. Um, what I will tell people is typically, in terms of protein, you'll want to get about one pound or one gram per pound of body weight per day for protein. Um, and then have carbs be approximately 40% of their caloric intake, and then fats the rest. Um, it all depends on the person, what they're doing, what they're trying to do. I will typically recommend people have more grams of carbs than protein, um, just because the body needs and things like that. But it's much easier to overeat on carbs. Again, those diets like the keto diet, Atkins, things like that, there are ways to get you to reduce your calorie count overall. So one way by doing that is because we like carbs, because carbs are chips, carbs are cookies. The satisfaction thing. Like that. Yeah. yeah, you want to eat those and you overeat like Nick's saying. So by taking those out, by adding protein in which we kind of said, already makes you feel fuller for longer. You're going to end up not feeling like you constantly need to go back and get another bag of chips, get another of this or that. And your end day caloric intake is going to be reduced. That being said, like, I want to, there's nothing wrong with getting this back. Yeah. You can do it. I find it difficult. I don't enjoy it. Um, I find for certain pods of weight, I really don't recommend it, specifically like college days or things like that, because it's really hard to, like, go out and get I've had several family members that did the action side when it was super popular and super, uh, like it was just kind of coming out. They loved it. They, yeah. they lost a lot of fat and they've been able to keep it off. Yeah, it, it works fantastic for some people. Personally, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I know, it's not the first thing that I recommend. Um, 
but I know a lot of people have done successfully. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, but carbs are not the enemy. You could have uh, plenty of carbs diet and still be totally healthy. I hope that answers your question. It, 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 just, it does. It still comes down to what you're intaking mm -hmm. to what you're burning. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all about. It's like just a different said, strategy. Calories in, calories out. Eating less carbs makes it easier to get less calories in. You want to have more of carbs because they're. They're mm, super easy to digest. Yep. They don't yep. You can get a lot more density there. Yep. And, Does one day of bad eating set you back? Okay, so that's one thing that I, we forgot to mention that I want to mention. That's a good call. I don't know where. Price during this diet. Um, wow. Bad blood. Jesus. Yes. One, so, actually, we, we're going to do a few minutes on this. Um, typically, it, it is very interesting. There's a study done recently that the average person actually gains like 90% of their excess weight. Um, Within two months of eating, it's it's the holiday season, and you gain like two or three pounds every year and you don't lose it. So yes, um, very bad days can set you back a long way. Don't let it kill you. Don't let it break you down. The important thing is to have bad meals, not bad days. It's really easy to be like, oh man, I ate like shit for lunch. Whatever, I'm just gonna throw this whole day away and eat like shit for dinner too. And that's the worst possible thing you can do. You should really be like, okay, I did bad for lunch. That's all right. Let's move on. Let's do really good dinner tonight. That's the big thing is people dwell on that. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that's like, like yeah, I ate bad yesterday. What's that going to do for my week? What's that? And it just, you said it's a downward spiral. Yeah, spiral. exactly. Stay on top of it. Um, don't let it kill you, but, you know, don't plan on this. <laughs> a lot of people will put in cheat meals into their diet and yeah. work out. It's yeah. Because that's, there's nothing wrong with it. It gives you a break. Yeah, it gives you a break. It, allows you to uh, experience the food maybe you're trying to restrict mm -hmm. because you tend to overeat on them. Um, I have a cheat meal day. It's usually on my Friday nights. And so during the day, I try and do a little bit better. I try and do pretty good and mm -hmm. not eat crazy amounts. And then Friday night comes, and yeah, I'm going to let myself work yeah. a little bit less. Uh, because some people, though, if you have like one cheat meal, it's going to ruin the rest of your, your day because, again, you're dwelling on it or um, Start craving it again. Yeah. And so it's there's some psychological stuff there. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's some that's, a different, that's a different topic. So you can have that cheat meal. You can have a bad day here and there. It's not going to throw you off completely. It just depends on your mindset. And if you let that affect you, and if you let that continue to drive your uh, negative food decisions. Mm -hmm. I want to emphasize again what Tom just said there. There can be a bad day. Try not to have a bad day. Try to have a bad meal. Yep. And then say, you know what? That's totally fine. Let's move on. Let's have a good meal next time. I like to, I like to do that for people. Like you yep. plan in a cheat meal and stuff. And again, if it's it's part of your, if you're planning your week out, you're planning your days out calorically, it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. You, you want to think about caloric intake more over the week as opposed to the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did you say, Garrett? When I first started uh, on a student program, I was telling about my food and Exercise like, well, if you give yourself like a treat or something to look forward to. Yep. Yeah, I think a couple Oreos at night. Perfect. I'm not eating like a handful. I'm eating like you two. You know what they say, Sean? Everything in moderation. Yep. Including moderation. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I'm having, I do, I track everything. I'm doing really good during the day. I want to have a little bit of Oreos at night. That's okay. That's a, you don't need to take everything completely out. No, it's bad, like you want to try and make it as little of a chore as possible. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to have those negative. 
thoughts behind it, even though you are restricted, you have a bigger goal in mind. Maybe, I don't know, some people write it on their mirror, like reinforce what they're trying to do. Like, hey, this is gonna be worth it. Three months, six months down the road, whatever. Because it still just comes down to the totals at the end of the right. week instead of not the day-to-day -day shit. Like day-to-day -day fluctuation. I fluctuate four pounds a day. It doesn't Especially matter. Especially for guys, like I mean five pounds. Yeah. It's pretty standard day. Ten for Sean. Like it's just not a big deal. <laughs> so it's no, I, I guess the mindset would probably be more dangerous behind that than yeah. just and then that's one big that's one big thing that uh, we need to make a video on that. There's a whole section of <laughs> mental stuff and eating disorders and like that. That yeah, we can go into that another day. <laughs> We're going that another day, but yeah, basics, guys. Track your calories, track your calories in, kind of get a baseline for what you're putting out, uh, whether it's BMR or like you get a Fitbit or something. So you just have a general idea. And again, if you're estimating within, what'd you say, about 10%, 15%, you will have success. Yeah, you will, after a few weeks, a month, you will understand how much success you had and you can modify from there. You're like, oh, I want to lose a little bit faster. Knock out a couple more calories. Like. Yeah. You can, you can do those things and it's a guess and check, it's trial and error, and it's okay. It's not a, it's not a fast process. So if you guys have any more questions, please get a hold of us. I mean, all the different platforms. I'm not, yeah. I forgot them already. Comments on this, uh, shoot us a DM, Instagram, Facebook, 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 we have our website at team501fitnessco.com. No, it's just team501fitness.com. Team501fitness.com, I write that like every day too. Yeah, I know. Um, Nick, Sean, Garrett at team501fitness.com. Email us, reach out, whatever. Glad you guys came here and spent your morning. Really glad you started your <laughs> 501 right? Uh, Sean's having a rough day. He's not starting his day at 501 right? But we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks, all right, everybody? Bye, guys. Have a great day.